On today's episode of Locked on Canucks, some new Canucks hit the ice in Vancouver. Bruce Brujo speaks to the media, jersey rankings, and unfinished business. It is Locked on Canucks, and it starts now. You're Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me at Twitter at underscore process sports. That is underscore process sports. Our show's Twitter at Locked On Canucks. Please also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I also want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. So it was an interesting, interesting couple, 24 hours in Canucks time. We got to hear from Bruce Brudrow. Uh, new Canucks such as Ilya McKayev, Andre Kuzmenko were on the ice at eight rinks. Well, Scotia Barn or whatever they call it now, it's always going to be eight rinks to me. Um, and our locked on experts came up with our the jersey rankings in the NHL, and quite frankly, uh, I'm not appeased to it. So I'll be voicing my displeasure on that. But first, let's talk about the immediate in news at hand, which was yesterday at the aforementioned Scotia Barn in Burnaby. Uh, the Canucks held a skate that had a couple goalies and a couple skaters out there. Of course, number one goalie, Thatcher Demko, and backup goalie, Spencer Martin, were there working with goaltending coach Ian Clark. Alex Chieson was on the ice, as well as Canuck defenseman Travis Dermott. On top of that, there was Vasily Podkolzin, Andre Kuzmenko, Ilya Mikheyev, and Danila Klimovic. So, based off what I saw on social media, what did we see? When you look at the video of Andre Kuzmenko, um, he still needs to prove himself at the NHL level. But from the videos we saw, and I know it's early, you know, last week he put the puck between his legs and all that, but he's got some really nice hands and he's got a really decent shot. Um, it's also, you know, we saw him put on uh, a between the legs ball, yes, in practice and an informal skate and all that stuff. But he has confidence and it looks like he has fun. Um, as I said the other day, there's going to be an adjustment. It's going to be this and that. But he looks good. He's here early before camp. He's getting adjusted to the city, climatized, and the Russians are together. Um, I like to see that. I want to see that. I've said that ad nauseum. Seeing that, seeing these guys uh, there all together is something that I think this roster needs. Um, those three guys, Pod Colson, Kuzmenko and Mikheyev are going to be integral parts of this roster going forward. And to have them all together and to have a, you know, them working out together and stuff like that, it's just going to make it that much easier come September. The other thing was uh, we saw Bruce Boudreaux um, make an appearance and give a big hug to sophomore Vasily Podkolzin. And I know the Canucks posted a picture uh, of that smile Podkolzin was giving. And quite frankly, I think most of us all can agree with the, on the Canucks fan bases. Um, Pod Colson is just a likable character. Um, we all want to see the best for Vasily Pod Colson because not only does he work hard, um, and he's you know a very skilled player, but it just 
everything about him. He has a great character about him right now. And I think that's what makes him so likable. I think that's what we all want to see uh, him do well. After practice, um, you know, there is some there's media availability and stuff like that. Um, we heard from Bruce Boudreaux, who spoke on a Zoom call, and he had some interesting comments. Um, basically, you know, he was hired halfway through the year, and he said that we want to be positive. We look at the good things that we did and build off of that, which, quite frankly, as we all know, they did a lot of good things last year. They were 106-point uh, pace under Bruce Boudreaux, um, which is a playoff team. But he also said there's also a lot of room for improvement. Um, and he said that he was talking, he's been talking to Elise Patterson, JT Miller, and they're all excited and they all can't wait to come to camp. So that is what I like to see. A coach out there now might just be a media game, but I don't see Bruce Boudreaux as that type of guy. I see him kind of, you know, say it how it is. And for him to say that, you know, Patterson, Besser, Miller are all ready and excited to get into town and get back ready on the saddle for camp i cannot wait that fires me up a lot more because i believe that if these players are fired up and they play their full potential they want and they're committed this team is a playoff team um he also you know talked about the trade rumors involving jt miller um and he basically said i anticipate he's not going anywhere um and he said he talked to him last week he's very excited uh i think his wife you know they're saying his wife's expecting another child um, and then once that is, you know, once you know him and his wife are you know, situated with their newborn, they're taking care. Of, he will come over to Vancouver. You know, he talked about Ilya Mikheyev, saying that he watched him a lot. Um, you know, video, uh, uh, video of him and stuff like that. Um, I think that you know they're really excited for all of those players to come off of. And like I mentioned yesterday on our episode of Locked On Canucks, uh, I'm just fired up at the fact that. And I think we all can. There is now a sense of optimism around. I, I know it's a new season. I know that, you know, there's still that JT Miller cloud, but that's kind of dying down right now, in my personal opinion. Um, I'm just more looking forward towards the season to begin and to see what the Canucks will do um, and how this roster forms. I can't wait to see the training camp battles, the lineup matchups and stuff like that. Um, I've officially kind of, I'm kind of done with the JT Miller trade saga and all of that i'm kind of done with you know dealing with all that i know it's important and i know that it's you know it has to be dealt with and has to be um you know talked about and discussed but to be honest guys i'm just excited for the season to start i'm excited to see how this franchise can move forward under bruce brujo and how elias Pettersson and thatcher demko and quinn hughes can elevate to the next level i'm excited to see what andre kuzmenko does what Ilya Mikheyev does, what Vasily Podkolzin is next. I'm excited about this roster. I think it's time that we as Canucks fans and we as, you know, people that look at this team through a very, you know, under a magnifying glass all the time, understand that this team has a lot of positives going for. Yes, defense is still an issue. Yes, there are, but no team is perfect. There is no perfectly constructed team in the NHL, right? This team right here, as I look at it and I look at the Pacific Division, I think the Canucks are going to compete for the second or second to third, second or third spot in the Pacific all season long, and they should be a wild card team. Um, and I'm going to keep on beating that drum and beating that drum. I think there is a sense of positivity around this roster and in this core, and I think that is something that's crucial in any industry you're in when you have positive mindset and there's not that cloud 
forget the media. If the, the people, if the guys in that locker room and in that dressing room have positivity and they think and they have that feeling that something good is going to happen and they work hard and they're excited about it, that is just more and more reasoning as to why this team will be successful. So I think um, to piggyback off of, you know, guys skating yesterday, Bruce Boudreau's comments this morning, in my episode yesterday, let's get hyped about the season. I just to continue off on that. I'm excited. I can't wait for the puck to drop. No, August, oh, sorry, October 12th can't come any sooner. Edmonton, I cannot wait for the Canucks to get this season going. And I cannot wait to see how this team responds under a full year of Bruce Boudreau and how they go forward and potentially push towards a playoff run. So coming up after the break, we're going to talk about unfinished business. And what does that mean in regards to the Vancouver Canucks? But first, I want to talk to you guys about the fine folks at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Follow the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week, this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Second segment of the show, an unfinished business. Now, the Canucks this morning announced that their single-game tickets were uh, released for the public to buy. Unfortunately, I didn't buy any, um, but my goal is to be back at Rogers Arena this season. As you guys all know, I'm born and raised in Surrey, B.C. Um, moved to Toronto a couple years ago to follow my dream in this sports media industry. And I haven't gone to a Canucks game since 2019. Um Oh, no, excuse me, 2020, uh, right before the pandemic hit. I believe it was during the week that Sedin's jersey got retired, uh, the night where, you know, Naslin, Linda, and all those guys were there, the Legends Night. That's what it was, Legends Night. Um, and I'm going to be back at a Canucks game this year. I don't know when, but I will be back in Rogers Arena, in the building, and I can't wait. Um, but that's not the point of this segment. The segment, this reason this segment is brought up is because of unfinished business. That appears to be the Canucks slogan for this season. Of course, the Canucks previous slogan uh, was kind of like their 50 year anniversary thing where, you know, they talked about, uh, you know, colorful past, bright future. Well, how does this now mentally, how do we go from that colorful past to bright future to unfinished business? Well, to me, it is a symbol that this team, no more rebuild they're ready and they're ready and wanting to take that next step becoming a playoff contender of course last year got to a slow start finished off strong 92 points highest point total since 2014 2015 when they made the playoffs um so what does this symbolize this team this year is going for the playoffs this team this year wants to make the playoffs There is not going to be another rebuild because this team's young core is ready to win. They're they're entering their primes, and you cannot take a step back. I love this slogan. 
I love the, the, the metrics of it. I love the going for it. I love all of that. I love, love it. And I can't wait for the season to start because I think that this slogan shows the direction the franchise is going in. And I think that's exactly what we need. Exactly what we need. So coming up after this final break, the Locked On NHL experts gave or dropped, surveyed, their top 10 uniforms in the NHL. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't agree. So stick around for that. And welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Uniform rankings. So our lovely colleagues and our lovely colleagues at Locked on uh, were surveyed and were, did the questionnaire and filled it out. And they ran and were ranked the top 10 uniforms in the NHL. So I'm going to go through the list right now and tell you why I agree or disagree with it. Which you guys probably all know I'm going to disagree with it. Number one, the Calgary Flames. Number two, the Arizona Coyotes. Number three, the Detroit Red Wings. Number four, the Seattle Kraken. Number five, the Buffalo Sabres. Number six, the New York Rangers. Number seven, the Minnesota Wild. Number eight, the San Jose Sharks. Number nine, the Boston Bruins. And number 10, the Pittsburgh Penguins. So disclaimer, uh, I didn't, I forgot to vote in this poll. Uh, I totally just forgot to do it. And that's my bad. Maybe I should have voted and I could have had more of a say in this. But I'm going to give you guys my top 10 uniform rankings in the NHL. Um, first of all, the Flames at number one is a no look. No, 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 no. I don't like them. I don't think they're that nice. I think, quite frankly, they're kind of got off the red. Um, I like the Flames' uh, previous ones, the ones they wore in 0304, those black, but the Black Sea and all the red like that, uh, those were clean. I, I'm not a big fan of these ones. Uh, they're, the red one, the red home ones they have right now are nice. The white ones are ugly. I'm not a big fan of them. My number one jersey in the NHL has got to be the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, timeless, classic. That is number one. That is a staple. That's like the New York Yankees. That's like the, as much as I hate it, the Dallas, the, the Dallas Cowboys, the Oakland Raiders, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is just classic, clean, crisp, should never be changed. Never. never. Number two has to be, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks. It's an, another iconic, classic jersey um, that needs as a staple. Um, so that's number two. Number three, um, I think they got it right with Detroit. I think, again, I like the classic, simple jerseys. I'm a very simplistic person. I think Detroit's jersey is another timeless classic. That's number three. Uh, number four, again, sticking with the original six team, has got to be the New York Rangers. I like the Rangers jerseys, uh, especially the blue, the broad. It's just clean. Again, you're going to learn a lot with my fashion taste here. I'm very just clean, crisp. Uh, it's timeless. The blue pops on TV. Um the red, the red pants, all that stuff. It's just iconic and simple. Uh, I actually do like the Kraken jerseys. Uh, they belong in my top 10. Uh, I like the blue. It's very Seattle. Uh, the S is sharp. Um, it's, I like it. It's a clean, it's, it's, it's very Pacific Northwest. It's very West coast and it's very Seattle. And I think that fits uh, the Kraken perfectly. Next has to be the Vancouver Canucks. I know everybody hates the blue and the green with the sea in New York, and they don't like it. But I'm gonna, let's be realistic here. 
the color scheme matches the city. The color scheme is a part of the, you know, one of the, the first jerseys that everybody loves, the blue and the green and the white. The logo is symbolized of the most success this organization has ever had, right? And quite frankly, I think it looks very good on TV. It looks well. It, you know, it pops. It's color to it. And I think it just goes well. And I know people don't like it. People hate on it. But I, I think the Canucks have top 10 jerseys in the league. And you can call me bias. You can call me this. You can call me that. But quite frankly, the Canucks jerseys are very nice. And if they brought back the flying skate that we all love, that one is going to be number one in the league. If the Canucks bring that jersey back on a full-time basis, that by far is the number one best jersey in the league over Montreal. It's just, it pops. It, it's the orange, the black, all that. It's very nice. Uh, next is the Pittsburgh Penguins. I like the Pittsburgh Penguins. Again, it, I'm very big on how it matches your city that you're in, how it, you know, it, it, it's in tune with all of that. The Penguins, the black and the yellow, very Pittsburgh, very, the Penguin logo is iconic with, you know, Crosby, Lemieux, Yager, Malkin, all the great players that have played in that organization. That is all there for them. Uh, I like the Kings jerseys, the black and the silver. Um, I'm a big fan of those. I think those need to be in the top 10. Again, they're simple, they're effective, they're clean. I think the Kings jerseys belong in my top 10. Um, I like the Winnipeg Jets jerseys as well. The Navy, um, the, the Jet logo, the homage to the Canadian military. I like that jersey a lot. Uh, I think it works. I think it clicks. Um, I'm a big fan. I also really like the Black Carolina Hurricane alternate ones. Um, I think it looks dark. It looks mean. It looks big. You know, it's intimidating. It's imposing. Um, and it, it, it's pops. I like those Carolina Hurricane uniforms as well. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, I think it's just kind of boring. I'm not a big fan of it. San Jose's jerseys are kind of bland or whatever. Um, so there's a whole lot. Another couple of jerseys I don't like. I don't like the Stars jerseys. Not a big Florida Panther jersey guy. Tampa's jerseys, I do. They're all right. Uh, Colorado, I miss the Colorado back in the Joe Sack era and stuff like that with the black pants and the black um, helmet. I'm not a big fan of the blue helmet and the blue pants. That's not really my thing. Um, but that jersey again has seen three Stanley Cups one now, so uh, it's done. It's done them some good, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my little talk on jerseys, and that's kind of all the time we have today for Locked On Canucks. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day and every day. Now, your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza that gets you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast services. Guys, take care, stay safe, and I will talk to you tomorrow.